Predator strikes have inflamed anti-American rage among Afghans and Pakistanis, including first or second generation immigrants in the West, as well as elite members of the security services. The Pakistani Taliban and other militants are moving to exploit this anger, vowing to carry out suicide bombings in major U.S. cities. Drone attacks have become a rallying cry for Taliban militants, feeding the flow of volunteers into a small, loose network that is harder to trace even than shadowy Al-Qaeda. Jeffrey Atticott, former legal advisor to Army Special Operations, says the strategy is creating more enemies than we're killing or capturing. The Obama administration needs to at least acknowledge the dangers of military escalation and to welcome a real debate about the costs of the drone war, because clearly its fallout is reaching home. No, they have to do more than acknowledge the dangers of military escalation. Come on, Newsweek, stop wussing out. How about just speak truth to power? And it's more than welcoming a real debate. Oh, welcome in the real debate. Let it walk in. There's a door there. Let it walk out. Who cares? They've got to stop. These drone attacks, they are state terror. Yeah, I know they successfully take out this Taliban leader or that Al-Qaeda leader. And the minute that they are put in their graves in huge mass, um, you know, uh, uh, funerals that are seen around the world, two more pop up. This just isn't working. Dave, I pulled this out of Talking Points memo. Get this. Mississippi Governor Haley Barber, a former chairman of the Republican National Committee, has consistently insisted that Pretty much every reaction to the spill has been an overreaction, okay? Barber originally claimed several times that the spill isn't anything like Exxon Valdez. He's right. It's much worse. He has appeared on television and gone out of his way to praise both BP and the government efforts, but has repeatedly blasted the media for hurting his state's tourism with reports that make the spill sound like this is Armageddon. He told a local newspaper that cancellations at hotels and other attractions were uh, at a record pace. And the reason is they think we are inundated with oil or that that's imminent. Okay, so the governor has also been critical of calls to halt offshore drilling in the Gulf. Now, this is my favorite. A bunch of liberal elite were hoping this would be the three mile island of offshore drilling, he told a business group. What century is he living in? Does the does liberal elite sell anywhere than amongst the NOP rear guard. The liberal elite? The, um, the in the sp- first place, I don't know how much coastline Mississippi has down there, but it's not as much as, say, Louisiana, for example. Yeah, but Louisiana's filled with liberal elite. That, you know, that's, uh, why, well, that's why they're causing all this problem, like Bobby Jindal and all the other yeah, liberal elite. Yeah, all those really left-wingers down there. Yeah. yeah. All right, so when oil okay. actually washed ashore on an island off the coast of the state, Barbara said, this could turn out to be something catastrophic and terrible, but that has not just been the case so far. Uh-huh. The governor who insisted his state was prepared for spill damage thank god's grace that petit bois island did not suffer more harm i don't think the island was hurt one iota he said tar balls are all on the beach and and they should be easy to clean up with rakes and shovels so all's well meanwhile Three. Don't they have a PR department in this state? Yeah, they've got BPs, three, you know, the same people. Right? Just tar balls. It's just pictures of people in white suits picking tar balls off a clean beach with tourists, you know, coming behind them, just waiting to throw down their blankets. And the great green logo, BP, flying overhead. Yeah, greenwashed to death. Meanwhile, three of Barber's fellow Gulf Coast governors, and I, uh, 
have uh, have been front and center with criticisms and demands in response to the catastrophe. Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal has slammed both the government and BP for failing to act fast enough in response to the spill. Florida Governor Charlie Crist has asked BP for millions of dollars to fund a tourism ad campaign, and Alabama Governor Bob Riley has admitted that the spill has forced him to reconsider his support for offshore drilling. Now, these are all Republicans or former Republicans. Chris now has become an independent because yeah. he was bumped by the <laughs> Bag heads. Well, okay. nobody's going to move Haley Barber, man. Nobody's and so these, move. Yeah. And when those three fellow Gulf Coast governors traveled to Louisiana just last week to be with President Barack Obama while he surveyed the effects of the spill, Barber was MIA. So there's three Republicans and Barack Obama ah. looking at the disaster. And where is big Haley B? I'm sorry, there is no disaster in this state. Here's a piece about American health from the gray lady. As Americans have grown fatter over the last generation, inviting more heart disease, diabetes, and premature deaths, all that extra weight has also become a burden in the maternity ward, where babies take their first breath of life. About one in five women are obese when they become pregnant, meaning they have a body mass index of at least 30, as would a five-foot-five-inch woman weighing 180 pounds, according to researchers with the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And medical evidence suggests that obesity might be contributing to record high rates of cesarean sections and leading to more birth defects and deaths for mothers and babies. Hospitals, especially in poor neighborhoods, have been forced to adjust. They are buying longer surgical instruments, more sophisticated fetal testing machines, and bigger beds. They are holding sensitivity training for staff members and counseling women about losing weight or even having bariatric surgery before they become pregnant. At Maimonides Medical Center in Brooklyn, where 38% of the women giving birth are obese, Patricia Garcia had to be admitted after she had a stroke, part of a constellation of illnesses related to her weight, including diabetes and weak kidneys. At seven months pregnant, she should have been feeling the thump of tiny feet against her belly. But as she lay flat in her hospital bed, doctors buzzing about trying to stretch out her pregnancy day by precious day, Ms. Garcia, who had recently weighed in at 261 pounds, said she was too numb from water retention to feel anything. On May 5th, 11 weeks shy of her due date, a sonogram showed that the baby's growth was lagging and an emergency cesarean was ordered. She was given general anesthesia because her bulk made it hard to feel her spine to place a local anesthetic. Dr. Betsy Latner, the obstetrician on call, stood on a stool so she could reach over Mrs. Garcia's belly. A flap of fat covered her bikini line, so the doctor had to make a higher incision. In an operation where every minute counted, it took four or five minutes rather than the usual one or two to pull out a one-pound, 11-ounce baby boy. Studies have shown that babies born to obese women are nearly three times as likely to die within the first month of birth than women of normal weight, and that obese women are almost twice as likely to have a stillbirth. This is a big health problem. Obesity. What does it come from? Well, some of it is genetic, right? There are people who can diet, you know, like starkas and still put on weight. But most of it is bad food. Now, there's fast food, a gigantic industry that doesn't care anything about public health, only about 
the next 90 day projection so they can fiddle with the stock. And then there's the fact that the poorer you get, the less you spend time dealing with your nutrition. You have to buy cheaper and cheaper foods and the cheaper that foods get generally, I'm not talking about buying fresh vegetables and being real careful how you put it together, but the cheaper they get, the faster and dirtier and fatter and more obese making. So this is a serious health problem that's affecting us. As far as I'm concerned, it's a much more serious problem than terrorism. A lot more people in this country are dying of obesity-related diseases than they are at the wrong end of a terrorist's bomb or whatever. So we've got to take this seriously. There's a whole lot of things we're going to have to take seriously as we tip into the new age, the great correction. And nutrition is certainly one of them. 